Okay, I'm back. <clears throat> I'm back. I'm alive, and I'm going to record an episode today, and I'm going to do it, and I'm not going to let my procrastination get the best of me. Um, so hi! How are you guys? Um, it's been a couple weeks now, or I guess a week, I don't know. It's been a while since we last chatted, and I thought I would just talk to you guys on here about a couple things that have happened in the last developments in the last week or so on top of some new medical procedures and just kind of my thoughts on a couple of things um, going on and the things that I've noticed that are that are kind of universal with people who are chronically ill and I thought I would discuss it. Um, so first thing I want to talk about, we're just going to jump right into this, um, is if you weren't aware there was someone this weekend that this last weekend that posted that it went viral they'd actually posted about a month ago um that they were using nj tubes at their spa clinic for weight loss now feeding tubes in general are not used for weight loss and this is why doctors i mean for the longest time i had to fight for uh, an nj tube yet doctors wouldn't give it to me because they thought i was going to use it for weight loss or something like that i was even specifically told at one point you just want a tube because everyone else on social media has one so this not only what she did using it as a first of all medical device for something that it's not supposed to there's so many things wrong with it but not only is it spreading that idea that that's what nj tubes are for it's spreading the idea that they are they can just be used as a luxury and that you can just easily get one and not only i mean that's very wrong um if you go to any a lot of the, she took down all her posts she privated a lot of her stuff and any duets you'll see on tiktok or any posts you'll see by people people are commenting that have feeding tubes that they had to fight for their tubes that this was not an easy thing they didn't just like magically wake up and go yay feeding tube and their doctor was like yes i totally will give you one and it is very just privileged that she was unable to see that and it was very not she's just not aware and it goes and that kind of ties into this other idea that i was that i had where like a lot there were several people being like we shouldn't now i i do not condone doxing her that's really fucked up i don't condone you know being like shut down her business i don't condone calling her or doing anything bad like that but i also do think she needs to be aware she needs to have people call comment on her post she needs to have people tell her and talk to her even if she blocks them and even if she you know turns off comments she needed to see that i don't agree with people telling her she's a monster or she's too lazy to lose weight or she's a fat pig like i don't agree with those things that is really fucked up then you are just stooping as low as she was instead a lot of people including myself commented you know hey don't do this there are supply shortages um feeding tubes are not meant for this giving her facts and information that are backed up by us in the feeding tube community and there were a lot of people that were like well you don't know what she's going through you don't know what she might she might have an eating disorder she might have something going on and that is completely right we don't know what she's doing but whatever she's however she's spreading whatever she's doing she's not doing it properly and she's spreading misinformation and that is incredibly important because the information she was spreading is causing is the reason why doctors today do not want to give us tubes why we have to fight for medical help 
and I, I can't even say, well, you know, Autumn, you don't understand. You haven't experienced it. I've experienced it firsthand. I've had psychologists tell me, we're not going to give you feeding tubes or we're not going to approve your feeding tube for your GI because you just want it because social media has it. Or you just want it um, so you can have the easy way out. Or you just want it so, you know, you can lose weight. And that's not ever what I, what I wanted. Or I, I wanted a feeding tube because my body was literally withering away because everything I ate I would throw up or I wasn't absorbing or it wasn't going past the blockage. And I realized that and I realized I needed help. And by her posting that it's a weight loss tool is basically implying that, you know, it, that's what it is and it's not meant to save lives. And yeah, and, and she's also not realizing too that she was like, oh, do 24-hour feeds of basically an 800-calorie diet and you'd lose. She lost like 35 pounds in two weeks. Yeah, because you're starving yourself. Not only that, but she's implying that doing feeds is very easy and it's not. For a lot of people that I know that have feeding tubes, including myself, feeds are incredibly painful. Feeds are nauseating. Tube placement itself, placing an NJ tube in an NG tube is incredibly painful. Placing a GJ is surgery. Placing, replacing it is, is incredibly painful. Nothing about having feeding tubes is glamorous. It is literally a life-saving tool that I appreciate my tube. I, it has given me life back. It has given me energy back. It has given me everything that I didn't have before back. I am gotten, I'm getting my education again. I am going back to get um, proper teaching. I'm going back and trying to live my life, but I wouldn't be able to do that without my feeding tube because I don't treat it as a weight loss tool and that's all she's treating it as. And that's incredibly demeaning to what feeding tubes are and dangerous because people are going to go in and think that that's all they are and not realize that number one, they're taking away supplies. They're using pediatric tiny t NG tubes. First of all, the there's a supply shortage going on. There has been for many months. Many of my friends can't get their formulas. Many moms commented on her post saying their kids can't get formulas. And it's because she's, us she's using their pediatric stuff to take that away. And that's incredibly dangerous too because they're, that's not what it should be used for. It should be saving kids' lives and not taking away whatever stuff they have. And... I understand that you, sometimes people are going through things. Sometimes people are doing, don't realize how they're affecting people. And sometimes they need a harsh slap in the fucking face. Pardon my French. And sometimes commenting on her post, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Please don't do this. Sometimes that's what you have to do. I don't condone doxing her. I don't condone shutting down her business. I don't condone any of those things. She just needs to realize that what she is doing is very dangerous and bad, and it is setting the wrong precedent for feeding tubes. It has been way too long spread by plenty of doctors, plenty of physicians that won't give girls and boys and people feeding tubes when they need them because they're seeing it as the same way as this woman, and this woman is saying, well, you can use a weight loss tool, and they're seeing everyone as this woman. And that's really dangerous, and it's not right. And... I had a really hard time with it this last weekend, dealing with all of it, because it was incredibly triggering. And I think there was for a lot of us that are chronically ill, I, that a lot of people backed out. A lot of people were like, I'm shutting off the internet, and I did too. I, I couldn't be on Instagram, because it was so difficult to see someone treating something that has saved our lives, or that is incredibly hard to have 
incredibly painful to have inside of us be used as something so incredibly false and so wrong and so just mal it's like mal malpractice mal used i guess i don't know if that's a word and it's dangerous and it's gross it's really gross and i she we got her to take everything down because enough people were spreading awareness and i'm i gotta say i'm actually i'm really proud of us i i think that's really awesome i don't i don't like the people that are trying to dox her and trying to you know find out all this horrible stuff about her because you know human error right i get it okay she really 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 fucked up she really did but i also kind of agree that we don't know what she's going through but also she really fucked up and she needs to own up to it and that's the only thing is right now she's blocked everything she's gone private and she needs to be able to own up to her problems she needs to take down the dream body system because that's what it's called off her website and she needs to stop doing ng placements period and that needs to be figured out someone needs to contact some official but you also need to keep in mind that calling her fat and calling her a lazy pig is not going to change her mindset it's going to be make her be like it's if she does have anything mentally wrong with her it would send her to want to lose more weight or do something like that so there's that that's what happened this last weekend in the chronic illness community there's some tea i guess not really but you know tea um but that kind of leads into my state of so many people were able to call her out but that leads into being in a constant state of hypervigilance and that's definitely something that i realized i'm in i had a really important doctor's appointment this last monday and i was so ready to fight him on everything that i had wrote out a flow chart i had a three-page flow chart i had all the information that i wanted to talk about all the information of every single argument he could do and every single thing i could fight back with i was ready to go man and it turned out he agreed with everything i said was really impressed that i was so informed and i didn't need to fight anything and but that has been this hypervigilance that i have since day one i've had to and as a female in society i mean we're always hypervigilant of something happening to us because of how society is but it doesn't help that now you know being chronically ill i'm being thrown into a place where i'm constantly being gaslit and constantly being told that what i'm feeling is not right and that i am crazy and it sends you into a state of being hyper vigilant of being insulted being hurt being told you are crazy and being able to bear that and being able to not crack and break even though i do cry like every time when i used to be told that i want to add though that this is statistics what i'm going to be talking about next you know according to the statistics statistically men are diagnosed faster than women but i'm not saying but I'm also saying that in society, you know, we all have hypervigilance. Men, women, whatever you identify as, you know, we all have a state of hypervigilance. And I just find it interesting that as a society and as humans, we live in this constant state of fear and anxiety. And it's, you know, all we ever see is stuff like you need to calm down, and relax. And we're all hypervigilant because of the nature of the world that we've created around us. And I find it interesting and it makes a lot of sense then why, you know, going into doctor's appointments and stuff, why I have a hypervigilance that I'm able, that I'm so used to having. But having to be vigilant for a hypervigilant for a doctor's appointment, a medical health care 
appointment, sorry, um, is not right. You shouldn't be ready to fight someone or go to war because you've been mistreated so many times by a doctor that you're ready to go to battle. You're ready to, you're shut down. You're ready to go, right? Like, I, every time I go to doctors now, I am ready to go. I have notes. I have what I need to say. I, I over plan every single prob- possibility that could go wrong because I've grown to that, like accustomed to it. I've grown to that makes me feel better. And, you know, it's really good that I have a method of feeling better, but I've, you know, I've done it out of habit. It's, I'm doing it now because I'm, even with my good, good doctors, because I'm still very scared of something very bad happening or them doing something very wrong. And, you know, I feel, I still feel, I mean, I hate, but I, that goes even beyond doctor's appointments. When you're chronically ill, you have to be, you can be hypervigilant of your body because, I mean, my body changes every single day, even with, you know, consistent medications, consistent feeds, consistent, you know, exercise, consistent rest, you know, whatever, even though the rest, yeah, I'm awake. I have gotten it done though. I only wake up at 2 a.m. now and I wake up at 5 a.m. now. So I have a, I have a schedule. I know. I'm so proud. But I have to be hypervigilant of my body almost every day because it's constantly changing. And, you know, I don't have to be, but it's, it's a mental cycle that I have where it's like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and I'm scared. So I have to be ready for it. And, you know, it's taught us to be incredibly ready for anything, including doctor's appointments. And it doesn't even, and like I said, it doesn't even, but this, I've already was hypervigilant before doctor's appointments. I already had this innate hypervigilance within me because of how society has treated me my entire life. And that in of itself is very wrong and weird. And, and like, why why i shouldn't be so i shouldn't be hyper vigilant as a child i shouldn't be hyper vigilant as a teenager especially a teenager and i shouldn't be hyper vigilant now as a young adult i don't know what the fuck i am i'm 19 can i i'm still a teenager for now we're gonna say that until i turn 20 so yes also i've decided for my birthday because i don't feel 20 this um year my therapist recommended that i do this thing where i, I do like all the days instead so i'm like what's 365 times 20 hang on i'm gonna do some really fast math like eight thousand something days maybe i'm probably really off on that i have math dyslexia so don't come for me um but it's like i shouldn't have hypervigilance to that point i should feel safe within my body I should feel safe in within society and I definitely should feel safe going to a doctor's appointment and not be scared they're gonna ridicule me or or tell me that how I'm feeling is my fault or what I'm doing is wrong and that they know best or that you know they're not gonna help me because clearly I wanted to lose weight or clearly I wanted my shoulder to have mass inflammation or whatever and you know because that's yes or i do want to throw up or lose weight or whatever right and that is something that you know i on tiktok right now there's a song um that hasn't come out yet but it's called labor and it's basically just talking about how women 
are all they do is labor for men and the comments are just shocking because it's true all we're ever talking about is you know smasco's misdiagnosed or undiagnosed up to eight to ten years that's ten is like the max statistically i'm not saying that you know if you've had it even longer undiagnosed and misdiagnosed that's not you know you're out of statistics it's just you know stupid statistics but that's mostly females statistically you know and i get so upset because you know a female is I, there was another statistic I saw on International Women's Day posted by Chronically Alice May on Instagram. I'm probably wrong. But I posted on my story where basically 50% of women are usually misdiagnosed with just having anxiety when their stomach is hurting. They're misdiagnosed with having stress or anxiety or depression when their stomach is hurting. They're dismissed. They're just told, you know, it's your period. You need birth control. I mean, the amount of times that I was told that is insane. And to a point where now I have, I've had to come up with rebuttals to everything. Um, very proud of this doctor appointment we had on Monday because I barely cried because I was so ready that I was like waiting for him to like say something that was on my list that I could rebuttal and he didn't and so I didn't really feel that like I didn't cry because I was just like oh my god I cried afterwards but it was tears of joy and you know I shouldn't I shouldn't be so ready for that I shouldn't be so ready for someone to once again ridicule me and statistically tell me that I suck and that it's my fault but that even ties back into the, you know, what I talked about earlier with this woman and the NJ tube and the weight loss thing is that what she was doing, that's the reason that we have to be hypervigilant now because doctors see her as the example. They see us as not the example. They see us as wanting, as, as being, wanting the weight loss, wanting, I don't even know. And it sets this, it's just, it sets such a bad narrative that... But then doctors also see the hypervigilance as, see, they're really, you know, anxious and nervous because they're trying to get something out of this. And it's like, no, asshole, we're anxious and nervous because you're going to, we're scared you're going to treat us a certain way and reject how we're begging you for help. Okay? We're literally, it took me seven years to get properly diagnosed with my vascular compressions. When I was, all I was doing was begging for help. I begged to have a feeding tube. I needed a feeding tube. I wanted a feeding tube. No matter how hard my NJ tortured me. My NJ was torture every single day. I had constant ear pain, constant tendonitis, constant nose pain to a point where my nose, my nostril with my NJ that had that had the NJ in it will still bleed every once in a while. That I but I knew that I needed it to save my life. And yet I have to be hypervigilant that a doctor is going to say no because so many did. And I feel like a lot of us can understand that. And a lot of you can relate to that. Even if you're not chronically ill. Just being hypervigilant of how society will treat you. And how society will make you feel. And how it's incredibly hard. And sad. Because you don't expect it to be like that. We, when we went to my first doctor appointment ever. Just first, we started out with GI pains. We went to a GI we expected help and the doctor turned around and said you just are having some anxiety you need to work on that you need to go to biofeedback and 
I'm not okay one for anyone country I'm not knocking biofeedback or neurofeedback I've done both for several years and they are beneficial in some way um, I'm able to calm myself down a lot better with biofeedback and neurofeedback and I'm able to center myself more and control you know control how I react to my pain it isn't caught it isn't really helped with my pain or my nausea or my symptoms but it's how I react and how I'm able to meditate with my pain and how I'm able to handle my pain but it's still there so before you be like you're slandering i wouldn't do biofeedback with neurofeedback if your doctor does recommend it and it's a good doctor don't be like well they're just trying to tell me it's all in my head it does help it doesn't fix the pain or whatever and it might for you it's a different for everyone so that's just my disclaimer but i'm saying that all they said was go to biofeedback not go to biofeedback and we'll do some testing go to biofeedback we'll do some labs and it's this i had to fight I had to fight with tooth and nail, but we didn't expect needing to fight, and we didn't expect that I would need to be so hypervigilant, and that is how it's always been. That's medical, that's been the medical system now as long as I've known, and I'm not alone in that, and there's just not enough good doctors out there, because the first thing they look at is what this lady did. And not maybe, hey, she's one person and there's all these other people that are in pain and having a hard time and yet they're willing to go through more pain to help their bodies and to save their lives. Maybe you should listen to them more. So, I'm going to leave it there. This was a little short of a shorter episode, but I just wanted to talk on those two things. Um, for doctor appointments, by the way, I, I got a cortisol injection shot from my shoulder today to help the pain, and the pain is a lot better, so that's really cool. Yay, I'll be able to sleep a little better, maybe. Um, but other than that, that's kind of it for today. I um, officially got approved. I have ads running, but I officially got approved to make my own ads, so if you are listening to this on Spotify, you might actually get an ad that I am being like you advertising so that's really cool i think and that understand that when you listen to that ad i am making money that i it's really cool that i am really grateful that i'm making this money because i am providing and i'm doing something and being talking about my experiences of being sick is making it making everything i've gone through worth it because i know someone is also not only listening and i'm making something out of it but also that you're listening and that's more than anything more than the money is that you're listening and that means a lot to me so thank you for listening um juices shoot um not really much new stuff um mercury's coffee which is like a seattle based coffee place they do a bee's knees tea latte it's honey cinnamon i do coconut milk and then just black tea and brown sugar it's so good so simple but so good um really recommend that if you're ever in washington um other than that i think that's it for me i am really glad you listened and once again i'm just really grateful for anyone who listens to this podcast and i hope This episode wasn't too rambly, and I'll see you next week. I hope. I swear to God, it's going to be next week. I promise. Okay.